Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome to this month's edition of the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. This is Dean, and I'm so glad to have each and every one of you joining in and listening in or watching. Available on YouTube, iTunes Audio, iTunes Video as well, whichever you prefer. If you're enjoying this, you're getting something out of it, I encourage you to share it with your ministry friends. If you missed the month of June, please go back and listen to The Power of Momentum Part 1. We're going to dive into the second half of, of uh, The Power of Momentum. And we're going to, this, in this session, we're going to talk about momentum thrusters. If you can think of the thrusters in your, in your uh, fishing boat, your speedboat, your airplane, that we're going to push the thrusters forward. We're going to push the accelerator. What are some things we can do that will cause uh, momentum to increase, to raise the RPMs? And so uh, we, we hit on this subject just a little bit last time, and it's, it's an igniter and it is a thruster, and that is vision. A great vision will shift the crowd from breaks, from being a break, I don't know, Pastor, you might be going too quick, to an accelerator. And so as you present that vision to your church of what are we doing, why are we doing it, and what is our, our hoped uh, end result? And as you cast that vision to your church of why do we have church, why do we invite our friends, casting that vision will create momentum. Secondly, um, we pedal when everyone else coast. And so let me give you an example. We touched on this last month, but let me dive into it just a little bit more. Uh, as I said, a motto at our church is we pedal when others coast. So here's, here's what happened. Our church was young. We had a lot of younger families. And for the first six, seven, probably eight years of our church, uh, we on Mother's Day, our attendance would tank. Because we had the younger families, and here's what happened. The, the husbands and wives would go to mom's church or the grandkids would go to the grandkids' church. And so we said, we need to pedal here. We need to pedal on Mother's Day. And so we changed some things, had some gifts, had some prizes, did some things to celebrate moms in a more unique way, advertised, promoted, built it up, and here's what happened. Grandpa and Grandma... Mom and dad start coming to our church to come be with their younger families. And so we started to grow. Um, I know so many pastors, don't feel condemned if you do, but so many pastors are gone on Memorial Day. And guess what? Your people have learned. It's a vacation weekend. I'm not going to church because pastor's not going to be there. And so we're not going. We're just going to take the whole weekend. Well, we live in a military community. We have the Air Force Base. We have Fort Carson Army Base, uh, Peterson Air Force Base, Schriever Air Force. We are a military town. But we decided this. We are going to pedal when everyone else coast. We're going to make Memorial Day weekend an outreach weekend. All the other churches are, are coasting and saying it's a weekend to lay low we're going to paddle, and here's what we're going to do. We are going to bring in the color guard and, and present the flag. They're going to march up on the stage. We're going to put the names of family members or friends that have been, been killed and that we're going to remember. 
on, on our big screens. They play taps. It is this solemn, way, way cool, just part of the ceremony that's part of our, our church service. And so we promote it to our military community. Bring your friends for this special day. And so we actually see our numbers increase on Memorial Day not decrease. And we actually gain new families on Memorial Day when other churches are going, eh, we're going to wash it away. We say we're going to pedal. A momentum thruster is change. If we'll change up our service order, if we'll change our logo, if we'll change the paint in the room, change can cause and can, can create a fresh momentum. We get used to the colors and, and what our facility looks like. Fresh flowers and fresh landscaping and whatever it is around your church, around your building, something that you do different in your service just makes people go, oh, I'm ready. Oh, I love it. Okay, so this is showing my age, but I, I'm an old school David Letterman fan. And one of the things I used to like in Letterman's late night show was you never knew you never knew who was going to show up in the middle of any point of his program. Suddenly, somebody's coming through the audience and passing out hams. Suddenly, a guest that wasn't advertised or promoted to be a guest that night, some major personality comes walking onto the stage. And it created this expectancy. It created that, that change could happen at any moment in time. And, and so it, it created momentum within the room. Uh, a biggie that we see creates momentum for us is people getting born again people getting saved. At the close of our service, if you've never heard, I think it was my very first podcast that was released. I think it's number one on my list. Heads up, I, heads up eyes open. It's talking about how we do our invitations every time that we gather. It's our invitation and presentation to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. I have people on a weekly basis that tell me, Pastor, my favorite time of the service, your teaching is good, but my favorite time of the service is when the invitation, and I just love seeing hands go up, and the way this church cheers and claps and celebrates, I, it's my favorite time of the service. What is happening? It creates momentum. What happens when a new baby is born into a family? It creates excitement. It creates motivation. It creates momentum. And everyone gets involved. Number five, a momentum thruster is an encounter with God. A holy confidence. That when we know we're in that sweet spot, we know, we know that we're walking in tune and in harmony with God. We've spent time in God's presence and, and allowed the Spirit of God to download to us. I'm telling you, when we go into the service, we go in with a message not just of words to share, but we go in with the very heartbeat and pulse of God. There is a momentum that takes place in that service. Number six, we... we uh, moving forward in spite of obstacles. Moving forward in spite of obstacles. And so that is a momentum thruster. A couple years ago, our South Campus, uh, our Woodman Campus is, is up north. Our South Campus is in the south. We were in a lease property facility. We had 
dutifully signed the lease. We were renting the space, but the fire department came into the entire complex and did a test of the fire suppression system and alarms and discovered that they were inadequate and some were not functioning. Now, they didn't say XYZ Corporation that has their name on the building next to ours. What goes over the media is Rock Family Church shut down for code violations. And he's like, ah. we couldn't use the building until the property owner got the fire suppression things fixed. Could have been a real downer. Could have really been a, a vacuum. So we said to all of our South Campus, we turned it and we pushed through. And they, you know, they originally said one week, and I think it ended up being three weekends that we were unable to use the facility. But here's what here's what happened. We 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 pushed the accelerator. We gave it some thrust and we said, you know what? This is going to be so cool. We're going we're gonna to come back and merge together here for the next few weeks. We're going to, man, we're going to integrate South Campus and Woodman Campus and, and we're going to give some time to cross-pollinate and we're going to have the South Campus pastor host and, and be involved in, in the Woodman Campus services. And uh, did we lose some people? Yes. Did we lose some momentum? Yes but not as badly if we had said, well, we're just the victims here. We're just, if we'd gone negative on this thing, but we put the pedal to the metal and we stirred it up. A momentum thruster, pastors, we know this, but is prayer. And a lot of times we are guilty of talking about prayer and maybe not investing the time in prayer of really interceding. James chapter five, that the prayer of a righteous man or woman has great and wonderful results. That I believe prayer creates an unseen movement in the spirit long before most can sense or know what's going on in the natural. And so we need to pray. Number eight is, is maintaining a high level of excellence. Something that will kill momentum is feedback on a Sunday morning in service. So we want every department to run at a high level of efficiency and excellence. Our goal is not just to be good. We want to be excellent in all that we do. And then number nine, um, uh, I pray every day for God to add winners to my team. I learned that from John Maxwell many years ago uh, in a conversation I had with him, and, and it, it, it just made my day. But he said for years when he was pastor in San Diego, he said, I've, I've prayed every day for God to send winners to my team. And I'm telling you, the day I started praying that prayer over this church, winners started to come. Yes, I want to reach the hurting, the broken, the lost, the, the angry and the bitter, but I need winners to my team as well to help me minister to those. And so I, I challenge you to when you get somebody that comes in, they go, I got that. Oh, I've done that before. Oh, I can handle that. Pray for God to send winners to your team. Number 10, helping people in need. There is such a momentum that happens when, when um, we are, are finding an honest, valuable need and we are, are giving towards it. 
Uh, years ago, we heard about a, a church in northern Iraq that they were trying to build a building and through some missionaries that they needed some funds and, and that they were raising $50,000. And I think we gave around $15,000 towards the project. And then we get the pictures back of the building that's under construction. And it's like, man, our people just, their chest came out. There was momentum. We're doing something. We're making a difference in the community. And then now, traditions can either be momentum busters or momentum thrusters. But if you're doing them well and you're, 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 raising, you're raising the game every year, then it's a momentum thruster. I'll never forget as a youth pastor, our summer camps became momentum thrusters. Students remembered, man, what God did last year. Man, it was so cool when this happened. Man, I, I, God changed my life. And so I didn't have to market the teenagers to come. They were the ones that said, dude, you have to be at this. And so traditions can be built in where there's automatic momentum and thrust already in place. Number 12 is bold, daring moves. They can be scary, but every major advancement by our church was a leap of faith. Every building move that we made as a church was a stretch. Every new service, every new campus that we've added. But it's in that, it's in that faith that the Spirit of God, the momentum of God comes along behind us and that wind gives us a surge as we take those steps of faith. Another merge thruster, not merge, but a momentum thruster is practice. Practice and practice. That we have to become excellent at our field. That momentum at our weekend service is the result of our movement and forward progress during our practice time each week. It's the preparation that our children's department makes. It's the, it's the preparation that our our youth ministry makes for their junior high students. It's the practice that our musicians practice before they come to rehearsal and practice, that they're ready to take it to the next level, that that, that practice helps build within us and it creates an automatic momentum that happens in our weekend encounters. And then, of course, unity is a momentum thruster that people gather of one mind and one spirit and one purpose, creates momentum that we're in this together. That uh, some simple things, that's what, that when I teach, when I preach, I always teach from the we, us, and our perspective, not you and, 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 and kind of pointing the finger back at you should do this and, and you need to make it. It's we need to make this. And so it's a, it's a rally point of unity. Creativity. Creativity. When you take something ordinary and make it extraordinary will always create momentum. So when I did a series on, on body parts and I have a six-foot hand and a six-foot foot on the stage and people come into service and they're like, oh, what's that? What's happening there? What's, what's going on? It just creates some momentum and some excitement about that. And then structure. Structure is key to momentum. Momentum will be easily lost if structure is not in place to sustain the force of motion. 
So if we're going if we're going to grow too much too fast and we don't have the structure in place, then we are going to it's going to be a momentum buster, not a thruster. But but when we're building our teams and building our volunteers and and we're preparing effectively for the next phase and the next level, when the people come, when the ministry grows, the momentum is already in place to sustain the the wind of momentum that is there. And then breaking the cycle of routine. It's it's a momentum thruster. Expansion, an addition of a service, um, a new campus, a new outreach, that we break the cycle of ordinary. And then one of my favorite momentum thrusters, I, I really wish we could incorporate even more, is personal testimonies of God's faithfulness. You or I could stand up and teach on the love of God, the goodness of God, the forgiveness of God, the healing power of God from past wounds and hurts, but you let somebody stand up, tell their story of what happened to them, and everyone's like, oh my gosh. And then they talk about the encounter, how God touched them, and how when they forgave that person that God God just ministered to them, I'm telling you, it is powerful, and it is a momentum thruster. And so personal testimonies do that. Um, we turn a potential negative into a positive. And so we intentionally push the pedal to compensate for slow times. One of our other downtimes is Father's Day because dad's kind of king of the day and uh, some dads don't always choose to make church a part of their celebration. So we've done things like had a man cave giveaway, a lazy boy recliner and a 60-inch TV. Well, now I've got a dad's attention. I'm, I'm, it's his day that he might want to say, I want to stay home. Now he wants to go to church. And if you say, you're just bribing him, come on. Jesus called us to be fishers of men. I'm just putting good bait on the hook that the fish are going to go after the bait. They're not going to go after just a silver hook in the water. And so we're going to do those things to build it. And then expectancy. Tell them what to expect next Sunday. In the series that I I've, I've did the, in May and June on mental health, I would always bait them with the next topic because they, there was kind of this curiosity. Man, what's he going to touch on next? Man, what's, what's, man, this has been good. I like today, but what's going to happen next? And we build that anticipation and expectation that they're coming to church. I was with a group of new members and, and it made a, made a pastor so happy and, and, and just made me like, oh, that's what I wish every member would say. But there were two ladies talking to me and, and they said, I get so excited by Friday because I know it's just two more days till Sunday's coming. And I'm like, I wish I could clone you guys. Um, but I love that momentum that I want to make Sunday morning service the best 65 minutes of their week, that it's an anticipation that there's an expectancy that, man, every time I come, the worship's great, my kids are ministered to, my teenagers are blessed, I love hearing the word of God, you never know what might happen at Rock Family Church, and it creates that expectancy. And then lastly, we help, we bless, and we pray for other churches. It blows massive winds of momentum into my church every Sunday when we pray for a different church. I constantly have people come up, Pastor, gives them a pride. I'm so thankful that it's not all about us. I'm so thankful that we pray for other churches. It just keeps me in perspective and it 
And it, honestly, it's one of our biggest service momentum thrusters that I hear comments and feedback on is at the end of our worship set, our worship pastors, we put the pastor's picture on the screen and we say, hey, let's pray for New Life Church today. Hey, let's pray for Pastor, pastor Joe today. And as we do that, it creates momentum in their life. All right. Hey guys, hope you're having an amazing summer. Um, it's middle of July. Hope it's not too hot where you are, but uh, man, God bless you guys. Email me any questions, dean at rockfamilychurch.com. Share this message. Check out deanhawk.com for the latest uh, sermons that you can get my sermon outlines, personal notes, and all the good stuff to help uh, minister to your church and to your people. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have a great summer. We'll see you next month. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.